You're on Community Radio, 2XX 98.3 FM. You're with Scotty and you're listening to Behind the Lines. Now, those of you who are listening in a fortnight ago would have heard our interview with uh, John from Melbourne, whose name I've forgotten. John <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, and, and with Ismet Tastan, who we could not get on a good phone line, but we have now arranged an excellent phone line for Ismet. And uh, he joins us now. Are you in Melbourne as well, Ismet? No, I'm in New South Wales. Okay, nice one, nice one. Uh, okay, well, um, so I guess to give just a, a bit of a background, northern Syria, um, I'm sure people who've been following the news in the last eight or nine years would have would have heard that there is a war in, in Syria, it has been a, a civil war, it's been a proxy war of empire, it's been a bloody war, but not very many people would have heard that pretty much right in the, right in the middle of a whole lot of trouble there, um, a massive, amazing new democracy has sprouted, uh, and that is what I would like to cover today. Ismet, Welcome. Now, I guess let's just jump straight into it and then we'll give a bit of context later. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the democratic system in northern Syria? Uh, Yes, of course I will. Um, Firstly, uh, I'd like to say thank you so much for this opportunity you give us and uh, to attend this uh, um, radio as well, and also uh, I am uh, co-chair of the uh, Federation of Democratic Kurdish Society in Australia, and which is, uh, uh, I'd like to say, from 2014, when the Arab Spring was started first, I would say, and before that, as there was um, Kurdish community there, Assyrian, Syrian, Chechnyan, Turkmen, and lots and lots of small uh, community was there. That their community, there was always pressed by a regime, Assad regime. They didn't recognize as a nation. They didn't recognize as a like you know, a uh, um, religion way. Believe they always been pressed. And since um, the Arab Spring started as a like revolution in uh, northern eastern Syria and Rojava, and the which is a Kurdish force, which is YPG and YPJ. They fought really very hard and tried to, um, like, uh, against Islamic State, which is ICE, I will say. And from there, and they built as a like, you know, the democratic confederation system, which is democratic confederation system is, um, it's been built in every single as a minority, as a like, you know, ethnicity or religion way, to free themselves, like, be free, express themselves, and free, stand up, speak for their community, free, uh, be part of, of decision on ground, and also decision behalf of whatever need to be done in northern eastern Syria, which is including Christian community, including Assyrian, Syrian, and different, different, um, I will say, uh, ethnicity and also religion, where everyone is a free and equal. That, that uh, democratic confidence system has make sure it's coming from a grassroots democracy, from ground to like, the bottom to top, not uh, top to bottom. That's mm. why this um, um, 
that uh, that model has been really very uh, been um, worked at very success and freely everyone as was uh, find themselves a part of the season as a, a like, you know, uh, as a religion way or ethnicity way and uh, there was a been working very well, I think, and just and also give hopes to other people who they before been pressed as over hundred years. Finally, they just find themselves as a you know, um part of decision, uh, whatever decision they made. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the the start of this chapter was really the the Arab Spring, as you mentioned. Um, how did the Arab Spring uh, catch on in Syria? Arab Spring, which is um, because these people are they've been impressed as um, like other say as a Kurdish and Arabs as like you know lots of different Arab community they there wasn't uh, free as well like you know it wasn't only Kurds as also different like uh, before I mentioned as a different religion different uh, ethnicity all they've been impressed and there was opportunity Arab Springs. Uh, can opportunity they say like you know, time to need to be changed and there's a uh, which is Kurdish people was as a front and they started as the you know, and because they always been pr- uh, pressed by Assad regime and there was opportunity for them and they Kurdish people when they started they should make sure they're going to include every um, community like in a different community and part of the decision uh, as a like, you know, army way as a pol- uh, like, you know, um, political way as a religion way everyone as a just joined it I think and then people that was happy and see something like this first times happening and that's the opportunity they just uh, as a liner you know, I think they just use that opportunity now and they come really very success and uh, which is um, I will say as uh, it worked very well that, that model and they just uh, enjoying for like you know, build democratic society and as also a line of uh, they build as a uh, culture system culture system is every single part of the decision of life uh, which is men and women and there's like you know, 50% of uh, the season made by women and by uh, men as well yeah and yeah so we'll, we'll get into the uh, into the nuts and bolts of it in a bit but um, we'll just we'll just sort of unpack how it all, it all sort of happened because there, there is a bit of importance in that so in when the Arab Spring hit Syria um, Assad who's the the dictator in Syria was uh, was uh, fighting a lot of the opposition forces down in the south of the country. Is that right? Absolutely. And which is, you know, that before there was called um, Free Syrian Army, the Free Syrian Army first is that they are the biggest opposition. And by the, but there was, when they started, and they thought they are going to break democracy and peace and Free Syrian Army. Unfortunately, there was that time also there was... Um, uh, Backed by a lot of um, like, uh, America and different different country, Free Syria Army. They thought they just fight for democracy. But same uh, Free Syria Army, there was a try to forcing everyone uh, to be as a religion again, like to bring same system as what everyone uh, was somewhat as um, said. And only uh, hope was on for this. Uh, northern eastern Syria and also Rojava way is the only hope there was a Kurdish uh, forces there was belief um, 
democracy. They believe in justice. They believe everyone should be equal, and that's why they're becoming very successful. And they, that's why there's so many different communities that join them because they just fight as a liner for uh, democracy, for women's rights, for equal agenda, for like, you know, ecologic system, for uh, women's rights and Christian rights, for every single like, you know, community are being pressed for um, by Assad regime. Also different um, group, as religion group as well, like, you know, for example, Free Syrian Army, as like, you know, uh, Al-Nusra, all these things. There was before Kurdish forces, they was trying to fight against regime, but they didn't success because they didn't fight for democracy. They fought as the same as whatever line. Other uh, state government, for example, Iraqi government, Turkish government, and Assad government, and Iranian government, they're forcing a religion where everyone should believe the same religion and same uh, under line. Sharia law, which is Kurdish people, uh, Kurdish uh, groups, the Kurdish people, they fight for democracy. That's why they're becoming very successful on the ground. Yeah, right. So essentially what you're saying is that all of the other parties in the Syrian conflict uh, essentially believe that um, their, their own one religion should be the one that everybody follows. Absolutely, which is, and everyone, women should be covered, and there be Sharia law, and line, and just um, no uh, freedom of speech, no freedom of line, express themselves. It's exactly say it's just they fight under different name, but they they taught and they believe is the same, never change, only change, only hope that was Kurdish. Uh, Freedom fighter as a liner, they fight for democracy, fight for justice, fight for liner. Every single community should be free, should be free to explain themselves, free mm-hmm. to believe their ideology, believe their religion. They easily to, and a lot of Christian community there was as in northern eastern Syria, they're hiding their belief. And the different uh, signs and like not different ethnicities as well. They just hide their ethnicity um, as well. Now the only time they just stand up and they say who they are, what they believe, because they believe democracy is only like as hope for them is the Kurdish um, people. They uh, whatever they um, achieved, which is a democratic confederalism system, is that working on the ground for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing system, and we will get there. I promise you. Um, so, if you look at the map of Syria, um, Syria is sort of I don't know a little offset square, and uh, to the right you have uh, Iraq. Uh, to the top of that you have um, you have Turkey, and uh, to the left there's a bit of a whole lot of water. There's a coastline. Um, the Kurdish territories are up in the, the northeast. Um, basically, the whole bottom is run by the government. And in the northwest, you have the opposition parties. Is that pretty much how it was about a month ago? Yeah, Months ago, the Kurdish people, they're almost lying. They're from, uh, what do you say, Iraqi side all the way to uh, Turkey side and then to, uh, uh, which is eastern south. And there was, is really, there was in peaceful 
as no threat to any other country, as a line, they was controlling as the whole border. Now, as just uh, since ninth of the last month, and Trump's uh, tweets and say, "Yeah, we're pulling our tweets." Now, it's just most of the uh, as a Turkey side border all the way to down the water is controlled by jihadists, not Turkish people, and not Turkish army. Is that front? Is all the jihadists there? Hmm. Well, yeah, it's a worry. Uh, now, it is. And can I mention something? Uh, thing that yeah, yeah. The line. yeah, and what's the line? You know, as the Turkey is was concerning about threats coming from Kurdish uh, forces, and Kurdish forces, they never threat to Turkey. They never threat to any other nation and uh, the uh, like, you know, neighborhood, also the like, you know, the border, and always they like, you know, they fight for democracy, they fight for rights, and when you think about like, you know, threat as a like, you know, uh, as ISIS leader, he was a three kilometer from Turkish border, and if they uh, they worry about their threat, the biggest threat is ISIS to Turkey. Why Turkey didn't worry about ISIS and they worry about Kurdish people who fight for democracy, who fight for justice, as the same as the taught as the Western uh, allies like you know, America and all their coalition people. They believe democracy, believe democracy, they believe human rights, they believe justice. We believe same thoughts, and they sh- as we never tried a uh, like, Kurdish force never threat to Turkey. Why to, is Turkey is a as line? Calling as uh, 30 kilometer safe zone, but same time is on Idlib. For example, we can talk about Idlib. Idlib is a Turkish intelligence uh, service. They have a five base on that Idlib. And when you look at Idlib, is uh, ISIS leader it was Idlib. And this is really as a upsetting Kurdish community. We fight as a Kurdish community all around the world. They say we fight for whole uh, world. Just because we need the peaceful world as everyone live and join and justice. We fight for everyone. Now we just left alone and because whatever talk between uh, President Trump and Erdogan and and we left alone. And Yeah, it's a massive betrayal. Um, so the story we've got to so far is that, that um, Assad is down south fighting a bunch of rebels um, essentially he, he moves all of his uh, all of his troops down south and leaves the uh, the northern areas uh, basically troops free so what did the uh, what did the Kurdish people do then which is I know the this, uh, there was um, ceasefire uh, agreement between US first the US Turkey and Kurdish forces and there was and five days, 124 hours, there was there. And since the 124 hours, Turkey never stick with the agreement. And oh, I think we're in the we're in the wrong time here. Sorry, I didn't introduce that well. Um, so if we go back to the the Arab Spring times, when when Assad was fighting the opposition forces down in the south of the country. Um, he moved a lot of his forces down south to fight the opposition and left the, the areas up in the Kurdish territories fairly much empty of Assad troops. Um, so what happened then? Um, what did the Kurdish people do when Assad's troops all went down south? As a warlock, 
Kurdish people, they, they, when the beginning of the Arab Spring and Assad moved from them, they just built, as a law, you know, local um, administration, local um, uh, governing, and local as a, uh, like police forces, local uh, as every single community they join of the uh, army as well, like you know, YPG and YPG, and also they become democratic uh, Syrian forces. And they just well organize themselves, and they fight with like, you know, the um, they fight against really um, and black evil with say ISIS. And there was and ISIS was was coming very powerful that time, and we, which is every single like, you know, big state, for example, Iraqi government just didn't do much because they were just whatever ISIS goes they take over same thing as the Syrians same thing as the people I know only people that was fighting against them is the Kurdish people in that region and Kurdish people they have a very strong belief as a democracy and they believe ideology democracy confederalism ideology and they are really well organized themselves and they fight and same time there was like you know, lots of conflicts between Turkey as the Kurdish forces Turkey always wanted want to make sure Kurdish people fight for them, not for themselves, and they want to fight to like, try to rid of the Assad regime. Because we don't, like, we're fighting for our own belief, for our own democracy system, and we're fighting for uh, justice, and we don't, uh, we don't want to be any more anyone's army. And... That's where, and then Turkey was upset. Turkey was open border to border all the borders for ISIS for other different different jihadists to go through and get a equipment and they treat like you know and uh, if they're wounded they go to uh, go to the hospital and there was openly free and when is the as like you know, ISIS tried to get into historical city which is Kobani Kobani is resistant that was as a you know give a hope to every single uh, community in uh, northern eastern Syria to hope because there was really a fight and a few f- f- Kurdish fighters was left but they didn't let Kobani f- uh, fall like, no, uh, fall and then when the Kobani was uh, uh, like, under um, attack and Erdogan was uh, Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan was in Syrian and Turkish border as a, uh, a city called Gaziantep he was hoping to Kobani fall but Kobani didn't fall and then uh, all other countries they saw as these people are they're fighting for democracy we have the same common uh, line same thought same belief which is because talk about the um, coalition and they just came and now they built their democratic system and which is they defeated ISIS with line like, you know, and their own allies, which is, um, we say, it, as a coalition, as there was France, Germany, as like the UK, as different, different countries was there, and they believe same thought, and then they succeed. As a, and and that's that's why uh, Russia, Erdogan, and Assad are not happy with their democracy, because they uh, didn't want to be anyone else's army, they just fight themselves. Yeah, yeah, independence. Um, So the uh, the Assad army's gone down south, and and the uh, the the Kurdish people essentially have 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 put in their own set of local governments. Um, How does a how does a local government work? 
Lionel, which is we call talk about democratic confidence system. The democratic confidence system is every Lionel, all local people, which is they're coming together and they whatever the season, what they need. For example, they need a water system. They just everyone make the same decision. Everyone part of the decision. If they want to build a school, if they want to build church, if they want to build a line hospitality, school, whatever, as everyone is a find themselves, including a part of the decision. And this system is a make everyone as happy as a make everyone a part of the decision, and also encouraging everyone to be like part of the the system, which is. It's really working very well, and since there, as like you know, lots of uh, Arab um, trips, like you know, before there was independent, there was in Kurdish side, there was in also SSI, there was just independent. As soon as they saw that democratic confederalism is working, most of Arab troops are joined as the Kurdish forces. As now, it's not only uh, Kurds as a I'm part of the, you know, the democratic community. Also, all different ethnicity, all different religion, and they are part of that um, uh, democratic confederalism system. Yeah, right. That's interesting. So the democratic confederalism it started with the Kurds, but then everyone else in in the region. Because, like you were saying, it's an extremely diverse region. There's many cultures and stuff, and uh, it just caught on. You know, which is, uh, uh, for example, and I'll give you one example, and there was two, uh, two years ago, one of the uh, uh, Erdogan minister, he was family minister, she was family minister, she said, as we are the uh, Turkish government, we're still investigating the woman is a human being or animal. And, oh, really? and uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, one of this her speech that was, and uh, uh, she had this, um, um, uh, was like you know the uh, one of the her speech on un, one of the biggest uh, universities in Turkey, and then same uh, region as a look when you look around as a woman is a upfront woman is a make a most of the decision in a uh, ground as a law you know they all uh, they have their own uh, army as a, which is YPJ a Kurdish for uh, woman. Uh, Protection line protection unit, and also as a most of as a democratic confederalism running by women, and that's uh, that is amazing. And also, women they have their own system and they have their own uh, producing as a they they uh, economic system. They all have their own uh, ecologic system, and they just like you know, everyone as a free. And that's as uh, how it's working this democratic confederation. Because if uh, you're not including everyone, if you're not uh, make everyone a part of the season, you're not going to work. Because at that region is that they try lots of lots of different uh, law and different religion law didn't work. Only the things that work is a democratic confederation. Everyone free, everyone like, you know, part of the season. Everyone as a find themselves as a you know, uh, freedom of speech and also human rights, the belief, democracy, and the, uh, the democratic society, the, what they built. And that's how it works, and it's a, it's a very uh, success, as I think it's a very, uh, uh, it's like a very happy uh, belief for everyone. Because mm. everyone just really, they find themselves, and they're happy, but, you know, otherwise they're not... Uh, 
I don't think there was be in that success if it didn't work. And like you know, everyone is now as a part of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I guess one of the things about um, one of the things that people might say about just being being run by a whole whole big bunch of local governments is how is it all held together and and early on in the piece there was a a, a constitution or a social contract was released um what does that contain this contain which is you know, is a which is the they not base the you know, the constitution that wasn't based any religion that was based and uh, that wasn't based any uh like you know uh large community and uh, for example the uh, like the in ground and that region is a is a sixty percent seventy percent of the community is a curse and doesn't mean curse have more power and their constitution everyone's equal there everyone's a part of the season and as like you know and everyone's uh, easy free as the religion way or what I say uh, ethnicity they are part of that decision, part of that constitution, agreement between all of them. There wasn't only one, uh, uh, they didn't, the agreement wasn't decision by only Kurds. And that every single uh, uh, local people in region. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, the, the, the social contract, it, it guarantees a whole lot of freedoms. And, and you've, you've mentioned a, a bit of stuff about women, how uh, in, in the neighbouring Turkey, the, the minister was talking about whether women were, uh, were animals or, or people. Um, and, and women in the, in the whole, in the whole sit, uh, surrounding area have, have had things like honour killings and forced marriage and all sorts of horrors have been going on. Um, why did... Um, why did uh, why did women come out as one of the uh, one of the major things that um, that really should be addressed here? And which main thing? Because in when you're looking, um, we give a line of where we are now as a Australia, as we say, woman is a free. That's right. Woman is a make a decision. Woman is a, inside the house, outside as a like a big corporate work, and everywhere women have their own voice their own choice and they make a loss of decision. In Middle East there wasn't. And because the Middle East and woman is oppressed, woman is only things woman exists for and marriage, children and cooking. There was only three things a woman should do it. And woman is being pressed for over hundred, hundred, hundred years by as a law, Islamic law, like Sharia law. And that's an opportunity for women, as they, the opportunity that women get, there was a democratic confidentialism and uh, freedom of speech, and they say, we, we're going to fight for ourselves. And they, and they just build their own uh, army, they build their own uh, system, even in the, it's not only northern eastern Syria, there's also this democratic confidentialism in Turkey as well. Like, you know, when you look at people's democratic party in Turkey HDP is they have a 64 seat in parliament in Turkey. They have their own woman group as in parliament house. Also, the as a coaches system as a line of woman is a part of the decision. Woman can make a decision as well. That's uh, how is that democratic confederalism and democratic society being built. Because without woman, you can be success. Woman and should be exist. Woman is, you know, for us, as a very um, 
as a, like it's a very important part of a life, a very important of everything. Woman should be exist. Woman should be front. Without uh, anything, without woman, the season, without including woman, it's not going to be success. It's always fall. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. So. Now you've mentioned that on the on the local level, which is where all of the power really holds, um, women also have uh, their own their own assembly, I guess, on the local level. Is that right? Absolutely. They also they build at the moment. They own their uh, farms. They own like you know a big manufacturer of the producing lots and lots of different things and also their economic system and their education system as a uh, as just like a woman run all these things also women and build as a they build everything from scratch at three different villages and their men didn't touch anything everything being built by women and they they just line up mm. so on and, on on each uh, let's just go back to the to the local level because I, I don't think we've quite unpacked the uh, the uh, the way that people meet. Um, so everybody basically who's interested in in running the the say the a couple of streets that you're around is that the scale that it's on? Say a few streets or a, a whole town or what is sort it of a woman or uh, the the local system. Local system depends uh, on the region. Like, for example, one uh, we say one local uh, we, we say as a line where I am now is a Balmain. Balmain and they check as a line they do researching and they see what is a minor line minority as a religion as a line uh, also uh, ethnicity uh, and base of them and they they line becoming part of line it depends uh, the number depends what line as uh, like um, I say uh, the, yeah like depends of the there? local yeah who is there and they always and um, I can make a decision line for example they say we can make a decision on behalf of women women should be there make a decision and the Christian community we can make it we don't know what they want we don't know what's their problem. We don't know what they're asking for. They, one of them should be there. One of them bring the issue of the ground. They need water. They need the church. They need it. And they know what they want. We can make a decision. And we don't know what they want. We can just say, yeah, you have this. But they they asking for different things. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess it started by inviting the other communities into the assembly? Absolutely. Invite every single community Every single belief, every single uh, like identity, and all these the people and local, they come together and they like you know have a. It's not happening one night, one day. This been uh, like you know, uh, lots and lots of meeting, lots of um, uh, education, like you know, seminar, conference. After that, they build this constitution from local government. It's just not happening. Like yes, we do this, this. Uh, it's not like that. They do lots of um, uh, researching. From that researching, what is the best for community? What is the best for, you know, uh, their street or their village or their city? And then they make a decision. Everyone's part of that decision. Yeah, right. So you bring in a lot of people who, who are experts and that sort of thing? Absolutely, which is lots of, lots of, for example, and there was um, the six months ago, and there was five days, uh, one of the five days that it 
takes almost like you know, five working days. There was conference, all uh, lots of experts from whole round of like you know, people like Noam Chomsky and like different different people who they expert and the local government and democratic confederalism and different uh, uh, different belief and they done ex- like you know, they have experience before and they give a seminar. There was five days and different different city and there was each seminar there was like you no know, tons of people that was attending. Mm, wow, that's amazing. So you've wound up essentially in each in each little locality, and there must be hundreds of localities. There's many, many people in that region. Each little one has an assembly of of all of the different communities there. Who, when they need to make a decision, they bring in experts on the subject matter and have a good talk and figure out what's best for the whole community. And then make the decision. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's how it works. It's just not like, you know, like I said, it's not made. Decision doesn't make by the most uh, like you not know, by Kurdish people or largest number. That's not working like that. At the base of the community, what is best work for their community area? Doesn't matter what religion, what belief, what like, you know, uh, uh ethnicity, and they work together as a like, you know, uh, Lots of seminar, lots of conference, lot of uh, the people who expert of the. Uh, that kind of thing, and after all that, and they coming agreement that was best work for community. Mm. And have you found that uh, a lot of the communities all want the same thing, even though they come from different backgrounds? Of course, it's sometimes hard, and um, but end of day, everyone's coming same agreement as a working line. You know, they um, they believe same thoughts, and I think they believe democracy. And they really, so far, so far I know, and so far people I know when follow the media, they didn't have any issue when it's coming decision as a line. I think everyone almost same page because they've been so much so pressed by like over hundred hundred years. Like you know, and talk about behalf of the Kurdish people, and they didn't even recognize a nation in. Uh, as a regime, but when is as a regime in power? Most of Kurdish village, they didn't even recognize their like, nation, and as the same as other communities as well. And now is the opportunity they found themselves identity. They believe who they are. They're proud who they are, and they're easily to learn free to say who they are. Hmm, mm, that's amazing. So, what do you call these local meetings? And look, means we say there's a Maligel is been like you know the people uh, community like people community is uh, they build their own community member, and uh, we say m- m- is in in Turkish or Kurdish say is like community management. That is we call community management. That community management is uh, just to make a decision whatever mm-hmm. need to be done, and then when they make a decision, they have a spokesperson and they take it. A, the local government and then the local government whatever they need and they work together with local government from uh, like, you know, small community management all the way to local government they have a dialogue and it's grassroots democracy mm. it's not decision doesn't make uh, from, doesn't come from top decision come from bottom to all the way to top nice one so the, the community management meetings um, they're everybody in and Going back to the, the social contract and the freedom of women, um, women have made their own community management meeting on the local level. Is that right? Absolutely. They have their own local government. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like, government, they have their own local as well. They have local com- uh, 
women community and also not uh, as every you know, as a, uh, I will say as a Christiani, as Muslim, uh, Assyrian, Syrian, Chesnan, Turkmen, mm. uh, different, different uh, Armenian, and everyone's uh, in that woman community. Everyone is uh, include. Everyone as a part of the season, and same thing. And they make decision from bottom, not all the way top. And they line up, they work together, and they line up producing the ecological system. For example, most of their fruit and vegetables and everything is that they producing. They never buy things. As also they as a line up, uh, ecological system, what the women build is amazing. Mm, yeah, fantastic. Now you've got. <laughs> Do you know how many of these community management meetings there are in 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 northern um, Syria? Yeah, I, if I just give you a number, maybe I'll give you a wrong number. And okay. I'm not really 100%. I just don't want to give a wrong number. Yeah. Would case. it be hundreds yeah. or a thousand? Yeah, or? No, definitely. Like, no, uh, there was uh, last year and there was 133. Okay. Local, yeah, and no, I don't know because they every time they build different communities <laughs> because more their success, more they build. Always changing. Yeah. Okay, so if something is, it's applicable to more than one local area, say the water supply of a of a city or something like that. How do the local, the local management meetings? How do they get together to to do larger jobs? And which is first they're coming what they need and then they also they go to their community as well. They're, they're including community as well. Like if they want to do large like a big, big, like a big uh, for example, they want to water and they need to dig. And the community is including as well, like, you know, not only management, also community as well. Hmm. And is there is there like a, say you've got, uh, let, let's just imagine we have a, a city and there's say nine localities in the city um, but there's there's one dam and, I don't know, say ISIS bombed the water pipe from the dam to the city and it needs to be rebuilt. How, the power's all in the local meetings. How do they organise together to do a, a bigger job like that for everybody? And which is, if there's a big city and there's a big line, they're all, in each area, they come together and also... And then all the local community manage, uh, group, uh, line management, they're all coming together. And then also they ask for line, the local government, local uh, administration, whatever. They have a big meeting. Maybe all the community management and plus the large, uh, um, what's the name, plus the local government. And they're all coming together and they make a decision whatever needs to be done. And people, each community, they get a line of management, take a responsibility, say, like, we need if in, for example, one of the street, George Street, there are 100 people, we need 100 people from there. We need 100 people from there. And then they give each community management as a responsibility. They are responsible for their things. Hmm. Hmm. Now, in Australia, we've got, um, like, when you've got something complicated, like the electric grid to organise, um, we tend to have a, sort of a, a, a company or a, a government entity that, that looks after that and does all the work. Is, is that sort of municipal organisation being organised as well? 
Yeah, at the moment, which is there's a lot, you know, uh, there's not many people who are expert as well. And because, as uh, what I say, is in, in northern eastern Syria and Rojava, where there wasn't many people educated as well. And I like, you know, for example, they have a short of the engineering, shorting of architects, shorting like, electric engineering, and lots and lots of short numbers. But they are just like, you know, and try to rebuild it from scratch. That's why it's uh, quite hard for them. As at the moment, but same time they build like, you know, the system as a work as like, you know, for example, we have a Australian Energy, uh, and they build that kind of thing as well for on the government and uh, the free service to local people. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what about um, what about uh, what about private enterprise? Um, is that was what was it like, sort of, when Assad was um, was in power in the region? Was uh, yeah, what was who who owned things? I guess uh, everything was owned by uh, Assad. So it was all owned by the government. Yeah, uh, everything owned by government. Also, there was um, like compulsory army, and everyone had to join in, uh, to Assad army. And also, like, you know, this education, wherever they go, they have to be uh, educated as a, like, you know, only one language, one religion way. As a, I'm talking about Northern Eastern Syria, I'm not talking about different part of, uh, like, you know, okay. Syria. Yeah. Yeah. As a Kurdish people, they're all being forced to learn Arabic. And most of Kurds, they are really assimilated because of their language and they didn't like to be used. And try to learn, and that everything was running by education, as the health and health ministry, and like road and everything, uh, like was running by government. Wow, wow! So when the government basically left town, how on earth do you do that? I mean, here in Australia, we have uh, quite a lot of skilled groups of people who are already doing things, but. If the government just disappeared magically for some reason, I think we'd have a really hard time replicating all of this stuff just from scratch, like just bang overnight. Were, were, the, were the Kurds prepared already to, to do yeah, something? Which is this, um, uh, which is Kurdish people, as I'm saying, in, their model was working, uh, they built in Turkey, they tried to build in Turkey, 2005, their model. As uh, so like a you know, democratic confederalism system, as under uh, HDP and DDP, different different Kurdish political party, and try to like you know bring their local um, um, their democratic confederalism in, in Turkey as well, and they did have a lot of experience from there as well. And because in Turkey, local government and like you know, in in um, talk about Kurdistan in Turkey, for example, local mayor. And they are, as a lot, you know, they decision wasn't made, like, decision whatever need to be done for community in region, like, you know, and one of the street need to, uh, for example, they need to put a new road or they need to build a new uh, footpath or they build a new water system. The community management come together and they go to local mayor and they say we need this and this, this, and that's how they've been worked this uh, almost, like, you know, from 2004 and 2005, uh, in Turkey, but Turkish government didn't recognize it. or was press, and they thought there was is a you know, um, is a, a bit Turkey called terrorist organization. This Imam saying this experience has been a built built from 2005 almost. Yeah, right. So when Assad um, left the region, 
it was there was actually a, a framework and an organisational theory ready to go. Yeah, and there was line on lots of the line. They've been as also as all Kurds in Iran, Iran and Iraq, and they always told us as a model we can live together with Turkey, we can live with the Turkish people, we can live with uh, Persian people, like Iranian people or Arab people, as under democratic confederalism, everyone's equal, everyone can be part. You know, no one's better than the other one. That system tried to build as of from 2005 almost to live together a peacefully hard line. You know? as not um, divided because and they want to live as a democratic confederalism like you now we have a federal system in Australia they want the same thing as in you know, for Turkey as well Kurdish people have been working very long time for this and they have some you know, and I will say a key point already built and they already work together that's why I think there was, that system has been a very uh, that's why it worked in northern Syria because if they didn't have experience before I don't think there was be that success and wasn't that easy to come together and just do overnight. Yeah, right. So again, it started out within the Kurdish community, and there's many, many different communities in in the region. Um, how did how did education happen? Because I'm, I'm sure some of the Arab communities and stuff would have been fairly hostile to this at the start. And uh, which is uh, uh, at the reason, uh, because there was also lots of dirty propaganda was there. And they thought, oh, Kurds going to take it, Kurds going to take over, and they're going to like, oppress everyone, or whatever else has done to uh, them, they're going to do it to other people. There are lots of people they didn't expect it, like, lots of different Arab community, they didn't expect it. They didn't want to, you know, they told that that's going to be very difficult for them. They, whatever else has done to Kurds, Kurds going to do it to them as well. But they did opposite way. They just welcomed everyone, they make sure, and like, you know, everyone free to learn uh, their belief, free days learn to learn, speak their own language and pray for their own belief. And all these things, there was really um, the people that would be shocked once that's happened. And lots of uh, like, you know, uh, local people from the region before, they, they didn't believe it. And I talked to one of the ladies and the three years ago on one of the conference in Hove in Brussels. She was Arab background and she's always Arab and since the Assad government came, she worked with Kurdish people. She said, oh, first we scared, we thought that Kurds gonna go be is gonna be like you know, uh, disaster for us. They're gonna kill us and and now uh, she is one of the part uh, part of the um which is uh, democratic uh, People, like People's Democratic Party in Northern Syria, and she's a, almost one. She's a, one of the co-chair. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just is, and Kurds the, would like to welcome everyone and make sure they're part of everything. And they uh, just they say decision is not only for us, and everyone should make decision. Everyone should be happy. We are free. We are equal. No one's better than other. So now you've you've actually built what you're saying there, into the system. You mentioned co-chairs. Can you explain the concept of a co-chair? And the co-chair because, as a liner, and also uh, we say men empire. Men is always everywhere they make a decision. And liner, women never include them, saying Middle East, and when I'm talking about the Middle East, women is never part of any decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, and they say, like, if any make like that system, confederate system, if any decision gonna make, and there should be culture system. Culture system is give power to women and 
be there and be upfront and make a decision wrong. That's where coaching system is always from uh, um, local community management all the way to government. It's always one female and one male as a coaching system. As a, because a man doesn't make a decision. Whatever decision is made is by woman and man, like female and male. And they have to work together to make the decision. Yeah, they have to make decision, and also, like, you know, which is mean uh, is also that decision is not wrong. Any anything, women including, is not wrong. <laughs> Always a success. I, I believe that's how I believe. Yeah, yeah, nice. And, and what about co-chairing between the different ethnic communities? Which is that's right too. Which is if, for example, in one of the streets is. Um, as like, no, as a half of the Kurds and half of them is Arabs, on one culture is going to be Arabs, one is going to be Kurds, or different ethnicity or religion. If it's Christianity or Muslim, one of them is Christianity community, one of them Muslim community and the culture system. Same is Ezidi community. Ezidi community is one of Ezidi Kurds, one of the largest um, uh, religion in uh, ground, and they always they have also their like no, part of their culture system as well. Mm, wow, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's that's a really way to build inclusion in on the on a really practical level, isn't it? Um, yeah, otherwise, because at that region is not otherwise people work together and people live together as a line of free harmony and democratic society. It's it's, it's not going to work because if is if state power is one decision by for example is a decision made by curse. Everything is about curse, and and then you're pressing say, whatever else are done to you, you do other people as well. That's not it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, what about uh, what about kids? Kids are another uh, another group of society who really doesn't have a voice. Um, even in Australia, in, unless you're 18, you don't have a political voice. Um, how how are kids treated? Can they go into the uh, the uh, the local community management meetings and have a say. Youth, yeah. kids, and every single like I'm saying, like part of thing they have their they're always coming on part of the decision. Like the kids, they want to build as a line of uh, dancing group. They want a education system. They want a better school. They want a line whatever. They're coming to meeting. They're asking for. Yeah! Wow! Fantastic! And then the meeting will figure out what to do. Yeah, what to do? And, the, the, and uh, there was last year, um, and also same one. I was attending one conference in Brussels, and there was one of the youth I met, and she said they, as like, they um, in university, they wanted like lots, lots of these different things, and she was attending meeting, and then she bring everything on the meeting, and then they figure as like, uh, what need to be done, and they did it. If and they know what they're asking for. I can't just go say, yeah, you want this, this, this. doesn't work. And they have to be there, part of the season. And then they know what they're asking for. As a grassroots democracy, we talk about it. You know, the grassroots democracy, you, including people who, like, you know, uh, you can't make a decision on behalf of other people. You can't make a decision on behalf of kids. You don't know what kids want. You need to let kids come there and express themselves. And they, are, they should tell you what they're asking for. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I think it's ahead of Australia in many ways. 
And which is, I can I say something is that there was uh, in Switzerland, because they have the system, but it's not exactly the same. They come, Switzerland, uh, Switzerland government, they came to investigate how that's work, and they try to bring the system in Switzerland as well. Yeah, right. Yeah, which which part of Switzerland was that? Do you know? Uh, there was uh, Basel, the thing. Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah, there was a Basel government. They wanted to do the same things there because of the Italian, Swiss, the Germans, the different difficult uh, like no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've um, you've said that uh, the, the whole region was was basically kept as a uh, a primary production area by the uh, by the Syrian government, who was sort of producing raw farm materials um, and and oil and that sort of stuff, but um, there wasn't. Um, yeah, yeah, it was fairly. There wasn't a lot of processing. There wasn't a lot of factories or manufacturing in the area. Is that right? Yeah, no. Uh, if if was there, but as in like no site is it controlled by army, controlled by government? And if there was there, for example, and they work make people work like uh, slaves. Yeah, right. That time, yeah. And people, like, they're working 10 hours, they get, like, you know, they, whatever they're supposed to get today, they never get it. They just get, like, a very low money and they're very bad condition work on the area. And wasn't many, uh, Westland, wasn't many, you know, manufacturing or, for example, factory, as it wasn't many. And people, they just work very hard uh, to, like, you know, uh, do farming, farming in themselves. Their farming wasn't success as well because there's not much water. Because they didn't bring lots of no in in region, the Kurdish, um, you know, the democratic convention, they are just you know, and build new ecologic system and just ways to build and the farm is a success. People are you know, happy. Community is happy. Everyone's have a line. You know, almost work, and also the money coming from, for example, oil from other things, is always um, controlled by community. It's not by only one hand. The money is go to community. Always been like you know, build community for, for example, new school, new education, or new hospital, and you know, the money is always spending for community. Hmm. Hmm. What about, um, there's an institution there called academies. What are the academies for? Academy is the, like, you know, is a democratic one that you learn how to run government, how to be part of the um, society, and how to be educated themselves, the belief in uh, the system, as a system should be, like, you know, uh, to how to use on the ground and how including everyone. The academy is more education. Yeah, right. Educate people, educate people to live and respect and you know, build new society and just and live together as a colorful culture, different cultures, different belief, different idea, different ethnicity, different uh, like, you know, agenda. All this live under you know, freedom. And everyone should be free. And this academy is a teaching new system. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it would take a fair bit of learning um, coming out of the situation that Syria has been in for centuries, where it's all just been uh, very much dictatorial stuff. Um, have you found that it takes a lot for people to learn how to live free? And which is. Um I did talk to one of my friends. Uh, I talked to him. 
he said, when is this all this happening? My like, you know, and my mom, she wasn't sure she do she need to keep a, a scarf or not. And she was always tried, like, you know, she think, oh my God, like, you know, what happened? People like, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, criticizing me. It's very hard, you know, it's just because it's been criticizing a long, long time. And even you have a freedom, but still you're scared. Mm. You know, under the things. It's very hard as a lot of people deal with something new and also be shocked to them as well. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And and what about the, the committee system? So what, uh, can you repeat again? Uh, the committee system. Um, I may have my language a bit old. Um, apparently within the, uh, within the, the management meetings, uh, the local ones and, and networked across them. There, there's, uh, say, a, a, a committee for to look after health, or a committee to look after um, justice, or one for defence, or something like that. Is is that how it works? Yeah, which is again same thing as the like, you know, uh, uh, while we talk about grassroots democracy is exactly same thing. There's not uh, if committee for uh, justice. Is is not only based one religion or not based one uh, ethnicity. As everyone from like you know, their area, for example, they have a constitution for whole dem- democratic and also constitution local as well. Hmm. Like, and their constitution, for example, for justice, and they as different different community, uh, they have a representative in there. Yeah, remarkable. And so how, yeah, and health system is also independent, but as I believe as a uh, constitution is like under democratic competition, equal to everyone, and there, and like everyone's whatever need to be done, and everyone get an equal chance, equal opportunity, equal everything's like you know, uh, equal. Yeah, right. So um, now. How long do people spend in these meetings? Does it take up like a day, a week, or something like that? Sorry again. Uh, how long does does general people out in the community spend at the meetings? Say every week, would they spend a day well, there they, every week? No. What, what happened? I think they do uh, very small community management. As a line, I think is a um, whatever it depends what how many communities there. And sometimes it's fast. And sometimes, it, and then they have a management, large management is between around twenty-five to thirty people, and this, uh, this one of the six uh, liners, the five people there every week, uh, one day they're coming liner, yeah, meeting one right. is and then every month other one is a liner, one of the twenty-five to thirty people every month they're coming together and they liner. This month we need this, this, this thing need to be done as cultural, as education, religion, whatever need to be done. They, like, you know, come together and they make a decision. Yeah, right. So, so you've got. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll say <laughs> I'll say what I'm imagining, and and you you tell me if I'm wrong or not. <laughs> I could be. So, within the committee, say for health, they they've come across uh, an issue. Let's say there's not enough not enough beds to to get all the people into a bed. Would they send that decision back down to the local committees, which is local uh, hospital? They say, for example, local hospitals, they say we need to this, this, this. And then they bring to community management and community management take to health minister. They say, we need this. 
them much whole, uh, bad. We need them as line, for example, wheelchair. We need them as land. Uh, yeah, from also coming from local community. Yeah, right, and feeds straight from the locals. Yeah. Okay, and how's the uh, how's the economy organised now? I mean, you said that. Um in the Assad days, immediately before this system, it was it was all either owned by the owned by the government and run mostly by the military. Um, how have people taken on the daunting task of organising everything? Which is like I say again, as uh, like, you know, for example, what, uh, they have economy minister. Economy minister is uh, also as a you know, uh, They are. They have a community management, and because they don't have a, they, their system is not built as a recognized by other country. They don't have a bank. They don't have all these things, uh, which is what happened. They have a com- economic community uh, committee, and the economic committee, which is they say, well, you know, they're running whole area, and they hold their money, and they would be built hostel. And the hospital community comes say we need this, this, this as a school. We need this, 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 and there is always a controlling by um, community. Everything is controlling by community. Yeah, and are they set up as um, as normal normal businesses? Is there like a stock exchange, or are they uh, are they cooperatives, or what's the what's the common sort of way of making a business? I think it's a cooperative. As a local, everyone's a part of like, a cooperative business system. Yeah, and in Australia, so if if you, if we start a co-op here, it will be uh, um, a bunch of people, and it's a formal business structure, and there's sort of ways that we we sort of need to work it together. How how's a cooperative run in 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 uh, in northern Syria? I think it was uh, be honestly, I'm not very well at knowing. Um, as a debt system, as a line economic way, but is the same thing is a run is running by the community management. Different line, for example, Kamushlu is one city, and also uh, Afrin is other city. Is they all they they have their own uh, economic management, and that, then all that management still is coming under one large um, economic management as well. Like, like each. Each the city have their own. Then the 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 each city have their own cooperative. And they all work together on the main, main uh, cooperative system. Now, I'm sorry. If it's seven um, states, that state, that seven states they own their own cooperative. It's small, like you know, local government, all these things. But they, all these things come under the federal government. Mm, mm. What about the legal system? I mean, you would have inherited a, a whole bunch of laws that everybody would have been familiar with from the uh, the Syrian state. Um, how did uh, how did you go about approaching law? Uh, approaching law, to be honest with you, I uh, I am the not familiar on that that area, but I think it's a line same thing that the line uh, justice is coming from community as well as line. And the community, if they see uh, one of the like the local police done corruption, for example, and they the community management from local government or lo- local area, they're coming together how much he does, and they take him to like I think the community management make a decision again. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I think um, 
the the military's even even organised this way, isn't it? I mean, in Western yeah. countries, we're used to the military being a, a total dictatorship, and, and we're absolutely accepting of that. Um, how is it run in in your areas? And in the northern eastern Syria, which is like I say, there is different different um, uh, religion. For example, Assyrian they have their own military. As like you know, group and Armenian group they have as well, and the Turkmen, a different different uh, group, but still they're coming as like you know, on the um, SDF, uh, like the, the Democratic Syrian Forces, and which the Democratic Syrian Forces is a like you know, same is a confederal system. Everyone's there, everyone part of the season, whatever need to be done for local or like you know, new police forces or new army and new whatever needed for local and local people asking for. Also joining, for example, they say we need a hundred people from this place to join uh, for like you know, practical or for serving for one year and yeah. This work as exactly the same as a democratic confederate system is a democracy where not uh, everyone's free, everyone's um, like no man is coming swearing is not only one as uh, uh, like no religion where it's just people who ever like they believe Christianity they they swear in Christianity they believe different thoughts and they believe uh, they swear on the different thoughts as like a democratic uh, um, system is under army as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's remarkable. Now, um, unfortunately, the the president of the United States, Mr. Donald Trump, about a month ago, decided that he was going to pull all the um, all of his troops out of northern Syria after he'd been having a bit of a yarn with Mr. Erdogan, who's been promising in the in the United Nations and in the press and and all over the place for for many, many months, if not years, to to come and do all sorts of disgusting things to the Kurds. Um, what, what's happened since uh, since Mr. Trump decided all by himself to pull out uh, the last remaining troops? And, you know, that decision's come from 9th of last month. The decision was really... Uh, as a Kurdish people and diaspora and also Kurdish people all around the world, and they are really becoming devastating, and they are shocked because um, the Kurds, as like you not know, when they fight against these um, black evils, they wasn't fighting for themselves only. They fight, like I said before, and they fight for every single community in round region, also whole round the world, and everyone should be like walk on streets free, no on the ski, like, no, we saw what happened to France, we saw what happened to Belgium, Spain, UK, even Melbourne, and, like, you know, and they fight for all these uh, cities as well, and they defeated, and they lost 12 tons of people almost, and 20, 20 tons of people wounded, and million people displaced from their own, uh, uh, like, you know, own home ground, from all, uh, uh, where they come from and we did all these things and at the end of the day as a like, you know, we left alone again in, in the left alone let also there wasn't only left alone and give a green light to Turkish 
um, government and attacking northern eastern Syria and or attacking Kurdish people. Kurdish people are going to go through the uh, one more as a like you know, by on the Erdogan government on the by Erdogan's hand is going to go through one genocide. And this is really is upset community. And but at the same time, that decision wasn't make the line. I don't think all American uh, people happy with that, and Congress is not happy with that, and we know and the Pentagon is not happy with that. And it's just dirty business between uh, President Trump and Erdogan. Yeah, full on. So I guess to put it in context, which you just have. I mean, the Kurds have just spent the last sort of. 10 years or seven years fighting off basically everybody from all around them who are all essentially either Islamists themselves or are not fighting the Islamists um, at all. And the Kurds have been in in a coalition with all of the Western powers, which probably makes all of these Islamists very, very hostile to the Kurds. Is that right? And absolutely, which is now the, the like, when you listen to them and all the like, Islamic country, not all of them, but most of them, I will say, and they think we are as a like, you know, um, evil for them because they we didn't let they build their uh, uh, caliphate system. And they the only people against them that system that was Kurdish people, and now we are the enemy for everyone, mm. and we left alone. And we don't know if, like, you know, as when the uh, Turkish people, they're backing these jihadists and they now they've uh, tried to occupy in northern eastern Syria, Serikani and Grisby. And they are really very aggressive. They, every time you listen to them and when they, like, you know, have a, they talk to media, they say we're going to go to behead them. Yeah, look, and I'd like to just at this point mention that if, if you're, if you're thinking that the the Turks aren't aggressive towards Kurds, you need to look up uh, on the web. If you look up the New York Times and you put in the words Turkey attack protesters video, and there there's a video on the New York Times which is it is dissected an incident in 2017 in, in the capital of the United States, in Washington, D.C., where it's really clearly obvious that Erdogan's bodyguards essentially have a riot. They push through police lines and beat the hell out of a bunch of Kurdish protesters standing on the other side of the street with some placards. It's, uh, and if they'll do that in front of the world's media in somebody else's capital, you can only imagine what they might get up to if they got somebody behind closed doors. Which is, is really... Uh, it's absolutely amazing. And for example, i give you one. There wasn't... Too far, like that was happened last Sunday in Brisbane, Gold Coast. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, which is Kurdish people, and they uh, ask for police permission, they ask for local government permission. Everyone, they they prove every single things by officially they have a right to demonstration uh, for Turkish oil against Turkish occupation in northern Syria. And in Brisbane, what happened was in Gold Coast and Sunshine, the four Turkish people had jumped out and they're attacking the protesters and the three people got injured. And when I'm saying this is happening in Australia, imagine what, like you say, what on ground on their northern eastern Syria. They are just live chopping their heads off and they're how aggressive to the Kurds. 
they are really not accept anything from Kurds. They don't accept Kurds be alive even. Hmm. Yeah. And what's the one of the female which is um, Arvin Khalaf? She is one of the um, um, activists as Kurdish as Christiani ex- activist, and she stopped by jihadists and then in front of line of TV. And they're torturing her, chopping her head, and killing her. She's one of the politicians has been, you know, uh, been very well known. And they done in front of the whole wall. And unfortunately, the wall is a silence. And there is a, you know, yes, we do. Uh, they condemning. They do all these things. But when it's coming, a really, you uh, know, main action. We don't see, you know, lots of action happening. As a time, as a, that's good to condemning that. Good to say to is this. Well, as Kurdish people, they need a really, uh, like, you know, uh, which is like, you know, season mm-hmm. should be active. Whatever they put a sentence, that whatever they want to be done, and we need to see, like, you know, that's only talk, only condemning is not good enough. So, at the moment, um, Turkey's grabbed a, a massive swathe of land along the border, and there's been. There's been some very high-level colonial decisions by Turkey and the United States and Turkey and Russia to, to f- essentially take that land from the Kurds. And on the other hand, um, Assad, and in coalition with Russia, have come and taken the whole area, essentially. Is that the case? Which is... Um because of the uh, what I will say in uh, the the ceasefire agreement, and there was agreement between you, Lionel, we go from there. Ceasefire agreement between uh, U.S. and uh, STF, Lionel, uh, uh, Syrian Democratic Forces, and Turkish government, and they say you draw from the area. Kurdish people didn't, but Turkey didn't draw where it's supposed to go. Turkey didn't speak what's the agreement between all of them. As that's one. And they were like a bitch riding Kurdish people and on the Trump administration. And on the other hand, the same things, the agreement between Russia, Turkey, uh, Russia, Turkey, Assad and Kurdish people, same thing. And Assad and Turkey, uh, sorry, Russia and Turkish government didn't stick with the agreement. And they, what they, they aim to do, they are doing as ethnic cleansing in region. They try to build new society for all the jihadists and all the people who are fundamental against uh, uh, Western uh, community, against Christian community, human like, against human rights, against democracy, against women. They're going to build a new society for that region. That is, if they've been built, it's going to, the whole world is going to be under threat. And all, that's that's one hand. Other other hand is. Kurdish people is going to be they doing ethnic cleansing against the Kurdish people. These people are they've been there over 100, 150 years and they leave the area they're from that area, they've grown up the area, their grand-grandparents from the area and one day, and Trump and Erdogan make decisions, these people have to leave and be they be refugees in their own country and it's heartbreaking hmm. yeah. and also that's only one of the things, Erdogan is a war crimes he used chemical weapons against, and they've been proved by independent doctor, like, you know, health minister in Denmark and Sweden. He used as a like, you know, white powder. And same thing, no one, like, you know, questioning about him. He's a, he really did, is a war crime. 
whatever he's doing now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's invaded another country essentially, um, as well. Yeah, and using yeah, God, where you could go on and on. It's it's fairly remarkable. Now, what what has been the international reaction? You said that there's been a lot of talk. Has any has anything at all actually been done? Which is long? They put a line. For example, Denmark. There was two days ago. They put all the uh, sentence against uh, not selling any army equipment to Turkey. And the only thing is a few, like a few countries, done small things. But we need a really strong action. We need a strong action too. Like not uh, say to everyone's enough, enough, because these people are done an amazing job with coalition, and they just. They make sure all the like you no know, can have a harmony, will have a peace, and people walk on the street and freely without fees, and because of these people, and we need to walk and stand up and say to everyone, enough, enough. We need really strong action and take it against him. And so he's really there. He's to do war crimes. He's like invading other countries' land and on the safe zone. Hmm. And if need to be safe zone, we need to international, like you know, UN peacekeeping. If they want, if he wants, we we like to international peacekeeping. Take a safe zone. UN take a safe zone. Well, from what you're saying, it's going to be safe for Islamists, but not for anybody else. No, absolutely, it's creating new new disaster for wolves. And I'm I'm not, I'm not against Islam, and but these people are they are really fundamental. And they are really most scary people on, on ground. These people traveling from Australia, from whole around the world, go there for not, not for good things. Went there for like you know, betraying people's heads. Mm, and that's what all of the West has been in coalition with the Kurds to destroy for all these years. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it's just really is the line, and it's just uh, people like the Wall Street stand up and say. And that shouldn't happen because, and you know, as a, it's not it's not only threat to Kurds; it's going to be threat all around the world. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, so, what 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 can people do on the ground? What 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 can we do to the to try? Uh, we want international peacekeeping there at the moment. Only solution because if uh, if Erdogan and Assad and Russia uh, and they go, they creating safe zone, safe zone is not safe zone is really occupying as you know, ethnic glazing as Kurds doesn't they don't want that one happen. And Kurds need to international peacekeeping there, and they want to make sure and all the country like you know, uh, are, I'm talking about our Australian government, take a strong action against Turkish uh, government, put the centers economically and, like, you know, like, just, yeah, it's enough, enough. They, we want everyone to stand up and say enough to Turkish government and, like, you know, draw their own army from the people uh, in northern eastern Syria and be asking for uh, international peacekeeping in their region. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, it sounds like it's uh, really the only only possible way to save a, a real disaster in world politics. And also we love to, uh, as because it's not only because there is also large Christian communities that we are we calling all the Christian community around more and should say things about you know, all the priests and all the churches and sh- really should condemn Turkish government because as 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 the main the, the, the main people that's going to be suffering is the Christian community in that region. Yeah, well, there's the the Syriac people are Christian, aren't they? And they're yeah, from that absolutely. same region. Yeah. 
Yeah, geez. Um, all right. Well, that's at least something that we can do. And, and are there any are there any campaigns underway already? Are there any people we can we could just join uh, rather than starting our own groups? Uh, which is as campaign we have in uh, in Melbourne, we, which is John Tolley, one of the part of that campaign, which is Australia for Kurdistan. Also, we have in Sydney, uh, Rojava, uh, Sydney for Rojava community we build it, and we do which is in this Sunday uh, in Sydney, uh, two o'clock from to four o'clock. We're going to have a marching to uh, town hall to all the way to Circular Quay, and also few MPs going to uh, join us. Uh, from Green's party, they're going to join us, have a speech, and we, if anyone here from Sydney, we love to everyone, and who believe democracy, who believe human rights, who believe justice, should join us and this voice of Kurdish people. Yeah, now I've noticed in the media, all of the mainstream media, and 90, 90% of the so-called left-wing media, uh, do not talk about the uh, the democracy system in, in northern Syria or northeast Syria. Um, perhaps just just talking about this might be a, another uh, which thing. Is, I think uh, which is the uh, lots of left leftists and socialists all this line uh, and political party or blame. They think why we should why we have a uh, relationship with coalition should be against, uh, shouldn't have agreement between US and UK, France and Baba. And that's, they don't happy with that. But we have to, as a lot of Kurdish people, they have to deal, they have to agreement, they have to work with someone to be survive, be, be on life. Otherwise, no one's going to protect them. And I know lots of people are upset for that because we shouldn't have a, a relationship with US army or like, no, coalition. That's why they don't covering. Yeah, and just quickly, uh, Assad has taken over most of the territory now. Again, um, what's the future for the democratic system under Assad? Do we is it basically finished? Uh, which is, is no, which is good. Like, no, yesterday is um, one of the Kurdish uh, general. Everyone should know around the world, Muslim uh, general Muslim. He was saying, like, no, be uh, happy. Uh, Assad is recognised as a nation. And recognize what we like in a democratic confidence system, and he, if he recognize all these things, he can take a border, which is as a border should be under Assad regime, and the local government, local police, local should be under democratic uh, Syrian forces, and that's. But I don't think that's going to, uh, uh, which is the line. Assad doesn't recognize that. As I said, I need everyone join me and should be under my constitution. And that's mean people's not, uh, he's dreaming as, because there's a line. Like I say, they lost 11 tons of people and 20 people, 20 tons of people are winding. Uh, and then over like a million people are displaced. And then end of the day come to join Assad regime and be under his constitution, whatever he done 100 years ago. Okay, we're going to have to wind up there. We've run right out of time, but uh, yeah. Uh, Ismet Tastan, thank you very much for joining us. No, no, thank you so much. I appreciate for you time and opportunity as a behalf of community. We really thank you so much for your uh, registration and for yourself as well. Thank you. No worries. See you later. See you later.